0: A production. Like the black pudding in a full English breakfast. Don't ask any questions, just start chewing. It's Matt and Alex's All Day Breakfast.
1: Well, Alex Dyson was very upset to read the news about a cricketing legend, certainly in my eyes and of many people around the country and the world. Andrew Simon's passing away yesterday in a horrible car crash.
2: Oh, those sudden things, just so unfair. Dude, it's terrifying when that,
1: when you know, that, that life can take you like that. And I was reading the news and dad called me as I was reading it. I was like, and I said, oh my God, are you reading the news? He said, that's what I was calling you about. Because he, when when I was growing up wanting to be, you know, play cricket for Australia, Andrew Simons has a West Indian background. He's, one of his parents was uh, Afro-Caribbean, another one European descent, but he was actually adopted. Um, by two uh, English people who moved to Australia. Dad was sort of telling me, oh, there's this young guy coming up, you know, he's brown and he's someone that you can really look up to and stuff. And I, and I really was, it was exciting to have someone in the team that looked like me. And it wasn't long after that that my mum uh, died. And dad told me on the phone yesterday when I, we were talking about this stuff, um, he was like, oh, yeah, I actually, I actually called Cricket Australia after your mum died because it was going to be your birthday soon, and I called them up to see whether Andrew Simons could come oh. to your birthday party. Oh my goodness! Because I thought it would cheer you up, and I was like, I didn't, oh. I no, I would never heard that before, and it was so, wow. it was very sweet of him to have done that. So shout out to my dad, thank you very much for thinking of me like that. But um, yeah, really, really crummy news. Um, that you know, yeah. the hits, hits keep coming.
2: Yeah, uh, goodness me! Uh, obviously, thoughts with his friends and family, but the cricketing community at large as well. Such an incredible player, so many highlights, and I loved him. Like being, you know, not the best batter or bowler, I loved the great fielders of the world. And oh Elvis yeah, Simon's certainly one of them as well. So uh, yeah, sending our absolute best out to uh, those closest to him and sending our best to you today as well here on All Day Breakfast as we do every morning. Big show including a little bit of uh, Braun coming in our producer with some of the worst articles of the weekend. I got a little bit, bit of a peek.
1: You actually called that we've had this could be quite genuinely the worst article that, that uh, we've seen
2: thus far yeah. on ClickFish's history. Often underwhelmed by the calibre of uh, of the literature that we do get every week, but this one hits a new low for mine. Uh, but plenty more as well here at All Day Breakfast. I am Alex. That is Matt. Let's get stuck in. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we
0: go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast.
2: Judy, Joe Brown, Dread, some of the famous judges out there. But the other one is sitting with me right now, Matt O'Kine, Australian Eurovision judge. How'd you pull up after a big weekend of glitz and glam, my friend?
1: Bro, I have had Euro pop songs in my head for the last three days straight. <laughs> like, and I mean, like, I just go flipping from country to country. Singing out loud or whistling, these absolute pop.
2: Earworms that I cannot <laughs> shake. They are the most infectious strains of music, aren't they? These Eurovision songs, bro. You know how bad it was. I ended up jumping on Spotify
1: and listening to the the Eurovision playlist. Like I was like, I'm like, I care about these people now. I got so invested in mm. this. It was an incredible experience. Uh, official part of the Australian jury for um, 2022 Eurovision. I was even up very early yesterday morning watching it. Uh, the results come in live. Sophia was hogging the big TV watching some Peppa Pig. <laughs> I had to, I was relegated to my phone. She kept telling me to turn it down.
2: So you, you basically stood up to watch it and see what the rest of Australia thought, not just what you and your fellow judging panel.
1: Absolutely. Who
2: consisted of people like Courtney Act, I know, was on the panel, Montaigne was Courtney on the panel. Courtney Act
1: was not on the panel. She, Courtney Act was the spokesperson for the panel but didn't actually judge there were five judges why didn't courtney get a vote i don't know they they just they that courtney was just there to tell the world you know the spokesperson to tell the world obviously they thought i had a head for radio and uh didn't want to put me on the screen (laughs) bridget hutthwaite was there uh dylan lewis Montaigne was there millie petriella from who's the director of uh, member relations at apra was there And of course myself, and it was very early in the morning, 4.30, wiping the sleep from our eyes as we watched 25 different incredible performers, very much realising how political it is, you know, Mm. our votes going for people who never got even a look in, based purely on political decisions. Uh, Some of my favourite songs, absolutely no chance of making it through, based on... You know what current happenings around the world and and things that have happened for really? a long time. So yeah, it was it was kind of interesting so to wait, see. So you so
2: you voted with a blind eye to politics and you were purely about the music. I and, was. Uh,
1: That's what I, and I absolutely yeah. was. And I mean, it was interesting to see the whole Ukraine. You know, Ukraine obviously winning. They had a huge, huge public vote, and it was kind of uh, it was interesting. I don't know how I feel about it entirely because it was. Did I personally think that they were the best on the day? No, but that's just my personal opinion on pop music. Mm. Um does it matter more that they get recognition in this sort of instance and will it uplift the public? I'm sure it will. Mm. And you know, but then I also I also feel bad for the people who who I did see, you know, the performers who were from other countries who put in absolutely incredible performances and who for this year just won't get the opportunity to get uh, recognised either. So it's kind of, you know, it's a tough one,
2: isn't it? Because, I mean, what are you going to do? I feel if if there was a year about that, I think those people would be, yeah, relatively circumspect about, you know, (laughs) Ukraine winning, which I think, yeah, is uplisting a lot of people and will be interesting to see the one of the big prizes i guess other than the recognition of the people singing the song at that moment is that the country that they're representing usually hosts the awards ceremony next year and i know i saw president uh, volodymyr zelensky i think was very excited the prospect of what's happening there hopefully finishing up in a 12 months time so that ukraine can host and have a celebration of all things wonderful and Joyous, uh, following what has been an awful few months, but it's tough. Who knows? <laughs> it's just who knows what's going to happen. What are they going to
1: do? Where is it going to be put on? I'm sure they might find a, uh, another nation if things are still really unstable. I mean, it's yeah, it's worrying stuff. Did you see? Did you see the wolf ate my banana? No,
2: did you see that one? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that means. So, no.
1: <laughs> okay, so Norway. This, out of all of the acts that I reckon you would love, you have to check out Norway's. Right. I mean, I got angry watching it because I was up at four thirty in the morning, sitting in SBS Studios, going, "I can't believe I had to wake up to watch these idiots do this on the world stage." Right. But it's very funny. It's very silly, and it's uh, a song by Norway called "Give That Wolf a Banana." Um, basically it sounds like this. Who, who was the act singing that? Norway. They were called Subwoofer uh,
2: and their, <laughs> oh,
1: their names are Keith oh, and Jim. You know, what's the what's the what did the fox say ones? What's that That's one? That's
2: Ilvis, and right? they are from Norway. Right. So yeah.
1: it, there's something yeah. going on in Norwegian music where I don't know whether they just don't care or what's going on, but comedic, <laughs>
2: canine esque dance songs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so, anyways, uh, they did they did reasonably well. So, anyways, you know, it's a pleasure to be part of it. So, thank Thank you for uh, for letting me be your voice, Australia. And uh, congratulations to Sheldon Riley as well, doing an incredible job. Uh, not bringing home the bacon, but certainly at least getting some of that toast. <laughs> <laughs> this is all day
2: breakfast.
0: Fit check. <laughs> click, click, click. Click,
2: click, click.
3: Clickfish Clickfish with producer Bron.
1: Well how are the fumes going Bron I understand that you have still got the paintbrush in hand and are still wishing and washing all over the walls
0: It's yeah it's still going We've been painting this place for I reckon the last five weekends. In what
1: color did you go with?
0: Um, Antique White
1: USA. Oh, okay, yes. No, I, I was I was across that one as well when I was looking at a few of the other ones. There was White Polar and Snowy
2: Mountains Half, I think. And Sounds like a colour direct from a Channel 9 Life renovation show. You ready to see your fixer-upper? <laughs> yeah, it sounds
1: like the colour that people get their teeth coloured um, when they go to Cancun. Anyways, what a, for spring break. Uh, Bron... What's been happening? Anything else happening over the weekend? Or have you just been clicking some articles that we don't like to uh, click?
0: I saw Hamilton over the weekend. That was really good. And then I had an engagement party at the zoo. It was all popping off this weekend.
2: My question is, though, Bron, Mm -hmm. which animals got engaged? (laughs) Was it like a penguin to a tiger or what?
0: Just my family members.
2: (laughs) Oh, right. So it was just humans at the zoo getting engaged. (laughs) It wasn't a cute little... Quacker engagement or something. You say it's your cousins, right? You say mm-hmm. your cousins
1: getting engaged? Not um, not both, but- not not cousins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them it's is okay, my cousin.
1: Come on, no one thought that. One of your cousins is obviously <laughs> yes. getting engaged to someone who's not your cousin, okay? You're not part of the royal family. It's fine. Now, if they were animals in the zoo, what would they each be?
0: <laughs> I think the bride would be maybe a Tiger, a bit feisty. Oh, okay. But also glorious. And mm. I think the groom would be, I don't know, maybe a meerkat. Just seems very friendly and fun. Oh,
2: wow. okay,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's an
2: interesting combo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Bron, the reason we do get you in on a Monday is to tell us about all the articles we attempted to click but due to moralistic reasons decided against it. Uh, you have no such qualms. What did you click on this week?
0: So this one was sent in by Mike Bartel. It's from Yahoo Finance. Headline... Young shoppers are loving this old school saving hack.
2: Is it putting money in the bank? No,
1: I I can almost guarantee that this is paying with cash. That's gonna be my that's gonna be my guess because you save at least. I mean, especially if you got a certain type of credit card that some people might have signed up to to get a whole bucket load of frequent flyer points. Uh, a lot of places they're whacking the old. You know, 2.5%, 3%. They love a bit of it. They love a
2: surcharge,
1: which I don't even understand how that's legal, okay? Yeah, it's I don't exactly... know how a charge got knighted. <laughs> it's exactly the same process every time. The system's in place. Why would it be if I pay $1,000 for a fridge, it's still 3% as if I pay $20 for... Or a fairy schnitz. Well, what's going on with that? How is that? How are the banks getting away with this? Anyways, how are the credit card companies getting away with this? But go on, Bron, what's the answer?
0: The answer is that people are reading more catalogs this year than they did last year. Just <laughs> find oh some God. deals and save a it's little a... bit. So they surveyed 1,400 Aussies what? Um, and 68%. Uh, scanning through catalogues to find good deals, which is a 5% increase from 2021.
1: <laughs> who did this
0: study? Um, Shopfully and Nelson Media Analytics.
1: I'll tell you who, who did that study. Someone who makes catalogues.
2: Big catalog. <laughs> yeah,
1: big, big, big cat. Yeah, big catalog <laughs> did that. And I am, uh, okay, well, I used to love... Are you a catalog browser? I love the catalog. I used, to, I used to read them in bed when I was little.
0: I'm not I'm not that yeah, into catalogue. Bras and
2: things catalogue, mate. <laughs> We're talking about groceries. <laughs> what about uh, article number two, Bron?
0: So this one was sent in by Jordan Craddock. Um, the headline is Beck Hewitt is seen carrying boxes at Australian Fashion Week, and that's from the Daily Mail.
2: Beck Hewitt is carrying boxes at Australian Fashion Week. So that's the headline. <laughs> so we want to find out why she's carrying boxes at Australian is this, are, Fashion Week. Are we, like, job-shaming people?
1: Is this, like, some sort of... Because I saw that Jessica Murray is working at a cafe and then people, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, wow, Jessica Murray's working at a cafe. It's like, well, no, she probably just wants to work and is working at a cafe. So is Beck Hewitt want to be a part of Fashion Week and is carrying boxes? Um, or she got her own really... label. She got her own fashion label, and she's carrying the boxes of her clothes to please people.
0: None of that was in the article. What was in the article was about half of it describing what she was wearing, like they were preparing for a Year Twelve exam, trying to get to the word count. It was like <laughs> it was beyond a joke. And then at Some the end,
1: seriously sassy shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. go on.
0: So she was just there with her daughter, and they both were holding a cardboard box. There was no detail about what was in the box the relevance of it um, they didn't even speculate what was in what could have been in the box or why she was carrying it it was What? <laughs> it was Are you serious? Dead, dead set that is exactly it.
2: So that seemed like the kind of headline where you'd want more information it had no other information the headline said exactly what it was.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they were just describing an image.
2: And it would be so <laughs> weird being like a proper celebrity and like getting an article like that coming out because it could have been an article like Diva Beck Hewitt refuses to carry a box from one side of the thing to the other even after being asked. She got her assistant to carry a simple cardboard box. Or
1: or it would be like, wow, Beck Hewitt is so humble even in her stardom that she'll still do box carrying jobs at Fashion Week, but nothing like that.
0: Nothing. Just she was wearing a white T-shirt and a black coat.
1: (laughs) Well, the box couldn't have even been that big if you can see what she's wearing behind it. I mean, it must have been a little
2: box. I'm going to have to put this down as, if we're doing ClickFish Awards at the end of the year, this is leading the absolute (laughs) pinnacle of the worst ClickFish article of the year. Can we share this broad to just make sure everyone gets to bask in the glory box of this absolute pustule of an excuse for journalism? Unbelievable.
1: The fisherman in this instance has literally just picked up a steaming pile of dog turd and then (laughs) whacked that on their hook and just thrown it in and hoped that some poor fishy out there just doesn't have a sense of
2: smell. (laughs) 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 Well, thank you for being our fishy, Bron, as it is every week. We will catch you later. Thank you. Well, Matt, we have announced that the very first evening of publicly available Fairy Schnitz will be taking place next Wednesday. Night, It's going to be at the Bells Hotel in South Melbourne. You and I will be there pumping out the new Australian delicacy, a chicken schnitzel crumbed in hundreds and thousands instead of breadcrumbs. And uh, it's going to be a very, very big evening.
1: Right. I did a Diver City show on the weekend at the Comedy Store and I was chatting to some of the parents after the show. And a couple, I'm sorry I've forgotten your names, uh, but came up to me and said we were going to... Fly down for it. This is how <laughs> red hot they were. Like, are you going to are you going to bring it to Sydney? Is it going to hit the road? Because we are thinking about flying down to Melbourne now. For a, a parents of a toddler, this is no <laughs> small commitment. But this is how hungry Australia is yep. for the the next meat pie. You know, I mean, this is something that that folk singers are going to be writing bush poems about.
2: One day. That's right. The world's most celebratory schnitzel will be hitting the tables for the low, low price of $20 at the incredible Bells Hotel in South Melbourne, as I mentioned, and to find out how preparations are going for next Wednesday, the 25th, it's a big hello to Shantae, the hotel manager on schnitz night. Hello, Shantae.
3: Hi, guys. How are you?
2: Oh, we're very excited,
1: Chante. And look, um, have you usually got the specials board out on a Wednesday night? And if so, what's the kind of standard thing that's on uh, the specials board?
3: Um, well, we usually have Palmer nights, which is generally on a Monday night. But obviously, it will be your Wednesday night, which we will make Clary Snitchell night. And then on Tuesday nights, we got a steak deal. So I think Wednesdays...
2: Schnitze night will be a cracker. Oh, yeah. That will be going off chops. We've got to emphasise, the pub is open as normal, so anyone's welcome to come along. In fact, you'll probably have a few regulars down there, Shantae, who won't know that it's Fairy Schnitz night and will just be tempted into this incredible delicacy, which uh, is going up at the very reasonable price these days of $20. Now, when it comes to your own personal a culinary tastes. Is the fairy schnitzel something that seems tempting to you?
3: Um, To be honest, because I'm from South Africa, when I moved here a few years ago and someone told me about the fairy bread, I was very, <laughs> like, I was going, what the hell is a fairy bread? <laughs> what is this? Why would you put hundreds and thousands on a bread? It doesn't make sense. But then, uh, you know, someone, some Aussie was like, well, don't hate it until you've tried it and... Once I tried it, I thought, okay, it's not something I would really go out for, but I didn't mind it. So I'm pretty excited to try this fairy schnitzel.
1: Well, look, I mean, the fairy bread, it's interesting that you say that it is kind of a very uniquely Australian uh, dish. Does South Africa have something that's just as quirky and similar, would you say?
3: Um, I wouldn't say as quirky, I guess. We do, you know, obviously we do do our um We do do our... Bry which is like toasties on a on a bri but um, on a bry. Oh, a bry is like a barbecue on an open fire.
2: Ah, oh,
1: okay, uh, and you and you cook toasties yeah, like toasted sandwiches but, on them.
3: Yeah, fairy
1: bry, fairy bry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the fairy schnitz next Wednesday the twenty fifth at. The Bell's Hotel, what's the word? I mean, the word on the street, you can hear the whispers going around everywhere. Everyone will be at uh, Bell's Hotel South Melbourne from 6pm to try and taste the world's first fairy schnitz. But what's the word like in the pub, in the kitchen? Have you heard from the chefs? Have you heard from the wait staff? How were they have. feeling about this new, uh, new cuisine? Yeah, so the first time it got brought up, we were all just
3: like looking at each other like, <laughs> Or, are they are they serious about this or is this a joke or and then obviously I I was like what is what is a fairy snitch do they like put fairy dust on it or you know what and they go oh you've never had a fairy bread I was like oh so they're putting sprinkles on it and they go well that's obviously what we're assuming and you know obviously finding out more we we were like oh this is what they're doing and I asked the chef and the chef goes yeah, radio. but, you know, he's one to try anything. He's always up for a new challenge and always up for new ideas, and he is pretty stoked to try it himself as well. Whoa,
1: okay. Oh. Well, we are so <laughs> excited. I'm personally going to be travelling down from Sydney to Melbourne for the night to have my first official taste of, of what will be. I mean, we've had some homemade efforts, but this will be the first commercial fairy schnitt, In history, all right? So we can't thank you enough, Shantae, for uh, hosting us for the night and uh, and for being the incredible host uh, to all of the visitors who are going to be dropping by to give it a try. Uh, Is there a limit on how many that people can get? Have we got to kind of put a ticket on these things? No, no. I reckon, you
3: know, our schnitties are pretty big. So, generally, people get one schnitty, but if you want two or three, we're never going to say no. We have
2: an unlimited supply of schnitties for people. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, please come down and repay the faith that Shantae and the good people at Bell's Hotel South Melbourne have put in us to host Australia and the world's first fairy schnitzel, which will be uh, leaving the kitchen uh, for the low, low price, as we mentioned, of $20 from 6pm Wednesday the 25th. Come down. We'll see you there. And I think the crowds will show that there is a market for the fairy schnitzel and we can take this thing suddenly to our every pub menu around Australia. But we will know that it did start in Bell's Hotel, South Melbourne. And if you can't convince your friends to come down, there are other things to order as well. And so <laughs> we can have a dinner together. Yeah,
1: no worries. Can't wait. Bye-bye. Thanks,
3: Shantae. See ya. <laughs> Bye. See ya.
2: And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. It's been an absolute pleasure hanging out. We'll be back with another big episode tomorrow. Our old pal, Rant Dog, will be back. It should be lots of fun. So hopefully we'll catch you then. Bye-bye.
0: That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alice. Listener.